This is the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast on the WVSA Digital Network. From the Sport Pens International Studios in Charleston, West Virginia, here's your host, Marcus Cole. And welcome to the podcast. We have another great episode for you today. But before we welcome our guests, we want to make sure that you make sure you like, subscribe, and share our program because we want to let other people know that we're providing valuable information and content here on our podcast, courtesy of the WVSA Digital Network. With us today is Stephanie May, registered dietitian, owner of SM Nutrition, and the author of a brand new book called Fueling Performance Playbook. Stephanie, welcome back to the program. Thank you so much for having me back, Marcus. It's always a good time talking about nutrition. And I'm excited to talk about this brand new book, again, called Fueling Performance Playbook. Why don't we go ahead and dive right in and tell us all about, like the first chapter is called the fueling plan. What is exactly a fueling plan? Yes. So I, you know, I get this question a lot from athletes like, hey, can you just write me a fueling plan or what do you think I could fuel with? And and my answer is no, because there are just so many different types of fueling plans. If you think about it, right, I wrote this book from the perspective of a high school athlete. Um, who really to help them set the groundwork for their nutrition confidence, build their toolbox, and really help them grow and adapt their own fueling plan. And that's the key. It needs to be adaptable. Your fueling plan is not going to be the same forever. Your tournament day is not going to be the same as an off day. Um, you know, you may have a rest day fueling plan, a two-day, so you have double sessions, maybe a lift in a long run or evening practice, so when school gets in the way, travel days, game days, you can see how it can get really sticky and really complicated really fast. And so what I do in terms of a fueling plan is I break it down and talk about what makes up a fueling plan. It is all about what you're eating and when you eat it to optimize your performance. And what's amazing is that you're so correct in the fact that our fueling plans are, are not the same every day. And I always thought it was so difficult for a middle school athlete, a high school athlete to be able to fuel as properly as you probably would like to just because you're at school for seven, eight hours a day. And you, you have to make, uh, you have to adapt to how your schedule is going to run. You never know. Like you said, you may have a lift here and then you may have training there and then you may have film here. You may have uh, uh, you're going to go out for a run later, you're just going to go for a generic gym session, that type of thing. You've got to be able to have adaptability. And not everyone's uh, fueling plan is the same, right? Right. And that's exactly right. Um, you know, I was talking to a rower yesterday, and she said, to me, you know what I appreciate so much? That you don't give one-size-fits-all fueling plans. And I said, well, not every athlete is one-size-fits-all athlete. You know, every athlete is so unique in, in what they need, even within their sport, even within their position. Every athlete is just so different. Now, within you talking about your feeling plan, uh, we talk about uh, building a performance plate. What is that? Give us some tips on that. Yeah, so in my program, when I work with athletes one-on-one, I talk a lot about performance plates and building strong plates and, and what are those plates. And so they, there's three different categories, and they're based on the US, uh, U.S. Olympic plates. 
Um, but I make them a little more general and adaptable to athletes. So we have the easy training plate, the moderate training plate, and then the hard training plate. And athletes ebb and flow back and forth with these plates based on their season, their goals, what they're working on, and their training schedule. So that easy training plate would be for a day when maybe you're just going for a walk, you know, with your dog, you're doing a short hike, it's a rest day, maybe an easy recovery day where you just do, you know, stretching, working out some kinks, maybe getting a few touches on the ball, but nothing too crazy. And this plate is going to be half color, which is fruits and vegetables, a quarter protein and a quarter carbohydrate. And so one thing I like to emphasize here is even on your off day, you still need fuel, you still need carbohydrate, you still need protein, you still need that color to help you recover. Too many athletes think, oh, I'm not working out. I don't need to eat as much. And that's wrong. You definitely need fuel. You need to be just as consistent with your fueling plan and that timing of meals. Just the, the macronutrients of the proteins, carbs, colorings, and fats are going to be a little bit different. As you increase your training intensity or the time of your training, that's when you're going to increase to that moderate or that hard training plate. So that moderate training plate should be really known as your everyday plate as an athlete. A third carb, a third color, and a third protein. And you want to up that carbohydrate from a quarter of a plate because what do your body run on? You know, your body's still riding on carbohydrates when you're training. So you want that third of a plate to really give you that good fuel. And then as you increase to maybe two a days or one really long run or one really strenuous practice where coaches having you do some time trials and run and really get your endurance up, that's when you want to transition to that hard training plate where it's half a plate of carbohydrate, quarter protein, quarter color. Um, because you need that boost of carbohydrates. Carbs are the foundation to your your fueling plan. They really are that gas that takes your car, takes your machine, takes your body farther through training, through competition, and recovery. We posted something on our Instagram a couple of days ago that said, uh, it was a statement, carbs are the enemy, and they crossed out the word enemy and put energy. So carbs are the energy. I love that quote. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. They're that fuel, that fire that keeps you going. Now, I know a lot of youth soccer players have questions about fueling around training sessions because they're coming right out of school sometimes and go immediately to a training session. Maybe they get out of school and go home, have dinner, and then it's a late training session like at 7 p.m. Can you give us just a little bit of insight into maybe things they need to be looking into when it comes to fueling around those training sessions? Sure, yeah. So when I think about you know, my peak pre-training fuel, I talk about it in three distinct phases. It's a lot easier to kind of group it that way. So phase one is that pre-training or pre-game meal. And that's where you're going to base that on that moderate or hard training plate with a third or a half of a plate carbs. And that's going to be three to four hours before your training. And that gives you plenty of time to break down those nutrients, energize your muscles, and feel comfortable when you get into practice because you never want to get to training and feel overly full or stuck. The second phase is that one to two hours away from practice phase. And this is where you can have a little bit of a bonus snack if you're hungry. You don't always have to have this snack, but I do say if you're hungry, listen to your body and have some fuel and make sure it has some carbohydrates. Because again, that's your fuel. 
and some protein to help fill you up a little bit. So it could be something like um, a little bit of overnight oats with peanut butter or banana with almond butter or maybe nuts and dried fruit. Just something that has some fat and some carb and some protein to, to give you some sustained energy. But again, it's a little bit smaller, so you can break it down and use it before training. And then that third phase is that 60-minute window before training. This is really the most important because this tops off your energy stores right before you hit the field. Um, so we're thinking about very, very simple carbohydrates. We're within 60 minutes of training, right? We don't want you to have cramps or nausea or, you know, have to run to the bathroom mid-practice. We want to keep it very simple, something that your gut agrees with. So when I work with athletes, we talk about testing this fuel. So we test out, say, um, a very simple carbohydrate. And I like to refer to them as a toddler snack. So what would a toddler eat? Pretzels, graham crackers, applesauce, maybe half a banana. Um, things that are very, very easy to digest. We're going to test it, up, test it out so that you know what works for you. So you start with a small portion of, say, animal crackers an hour before training. If that works for you, fantastic. Let's move it to 45 minutes. If that works for you, awesome. Let's move it to 30 minutes before training. And we see where that sweet spot is for you to make sure you're energized through training. So that last sprint at the end of practice, they're still going strong, but your gut also agrees with that training fuel. So those are kind of the three phases I walk athletes through when we're thinking about that fueling plan. And just like you mentioned, it's going to be different. What if they're coming from school? Or what if they have a really early morning practice on a Saturday or a late evening practice on a Thursday? Right, this is really going to vary based on their schedule and what's going on. And that's where just thinking about these phases and, and how we can plug them in and fill those gaps is really the easiest place to start. There's one chapter in your book called Hydration, and honestly, it needs its own chapter. Talk to us about hydration. You know, it's funny. I was, <clears throat> excuse me, I was writing the hydration chapter, and I was like, oh, I'll just be a couple of pages. And then it was another page, and another page, and another page, and another page. And I was like, you know, I just feel like it's so important. It's almost like that that missing element that a lot of athletes forget about. Because when you think about hydration or really fueling, you just think about carbs, protein, fat, veggies, right? Because you don't think about hydration as one of those essential nutrients that helps you break down, utilize, and move those nutrients around your body in the form of blood, right? So hydration is just so, so important for athletes. And so in this chapter, I really break it down and we, we talk about how much fluid you need. And I mean, I know Marcus, I'm sure you've heard about this, but you know, the typical recommendation when you talk to really anyone is like, oh, just say you're 64 ounces or eight cups of water per day. Right. But how does that work for everyone? <laughs> you know, if you are five foot four versus six foot four, is that the same, you know, that doesn't quite make sense and that, that recommendation doesn't really go. So we talk about, you know, that minimum hydration intake and, and the typical recommendation I make is half of your body weight in pounds is your baseline. So if you weigh 120 pounds, you divide that by two, 60 ounces is your baseline of hydration. So that's your minimum that you want to aim for per day, per day. And then that's going to go up based on your training session, your sweat rate, um, your hydration test. You have uh, electrolytes and have you drank water all day that help you hold water at practice. And so there's a lot of components that go into that fueling plan, so just or that hydration plan. So just like your fueling plan, there's really no one size fits all. Um, so in this chapter, I really talk about limiting that big water change with your body weight. And this is a big thing for athletes. We want we want to learn how to adapt their hydration plan so we limit that water loss 
to less than 2% of our body weight at practice. So if you weigh yourself before practice and after practice, and you're losing more than 2% of your body weight, you have a problem because that puts you at risk for dehydration. It really caps and limits your performance. So we want to make sure that we're doing everything we can to maintain your body weight or maintain that percentage of body loss to something smaller so that you are doing your best and also just making sure you're not putting yourself at any health risk for being dehydrated. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that there's a, there's a lot of research out there. With soccer being a free-flowing sport, very little stops and starts, always a continuous flow of action, and with the player, constant decision-making opportunities for them to make on the fly, those that are dehydrated have a decrease in cognitive function. Is that correct? That is correct, yeah. Yeah, when you when your brain doesn't have the fuel and the hydration that it needs, you know, you're focused, you're not as focused, you're not as alert, you're not as reactive, um, you're not able to keep up the whole time. You know, a full 90-minute game, that's, that's a long game. You know, and if you are a starter or even if you're someone who closes out that half, you want to close it really strong. And so having that hydration and that fuel on board makes all the difference. Talk to us a little bit about some issues that athletes have when they underfuel. Yeah, the so underfueling is one of the biggest um, biggest mistakes I see athletes make. And in this chapter, I talk about you know underfueling and the reasons you may underfuel. Maybe accidental. Um, you know, when I when I was in high school, I was eating three meals a day. I was having several snacks. I thought I was doing great, but I was always injured. I was always tired. I was always hungry. I just couldn't realize I'm like, what is going on. And I'm still underfueling, but on accident. Um, and then you have some athletes who may intentionally underfuel just by cutting a couple of snacks out. Maybe they want to make weight or they feel that being lighter would help their performance. And all of these things actually hinder and hurt your performance because they take the energy away from your muscles um, and they make it harder for your bones to be more dense and make sure you're not being injured. And for the female athlete, they impact your menstrual cycle. Um, so there's a lot of things that underfueling can really impact. And, you know, what I like to focus on with athletes is thinking about yourself as not just an athlete, right? You are a human first and foremost. And that human self needs so much fuel. Then you tack on the athlete, you know, piece on top of that, like even more fuel. So athletes really should be eating a lot more than they think. And so often, um, you know, I'll get messages from athletes on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook, and they're saying like, "Hey, I, you know, I'm following a, a you know, a 1400, 1600, 1800 calorie diet, and I'm just so tired. Can you help me?" And my response is, "You should not be following any diet that has a one in front of it, especially as a younger athlete, because you're not just fueling your training, but you're fueling that human self. And as a young age, in high school, middle school." You are growing, developing, really, really demanding a lot of your body um, to give you that height, to build that adult muscle mass and that bone density all at the same time. So if you're underfueling, is, is you know, a big risk for all athletes, especially this younger population, where they have a lot going on hormonally and growth-wise, too. We mentioned this before, that sometimes that there's issues with players being able to fuel while they're at school. Can you just give us a couple of tips on, on how they can fuel while they're at school? Yeah. Yeah. It all starts in the morning. (laughs) 
you know, I always say, you know, I get so many athletes who just, you know, their alarm goes off, they roll out of bed, and typically the bus is coming 15 minutes later, right? They just, they just really want to get out the door. They don't want to do too much in the morning. And so it starts by just being prepared and having a strong breakfast. So, you know, first and foremost, breakfast can be anything. It does not need to be a breakfast food. If you loved dinner or you had pizza for dinner and you want to do pizza with an apple, that is fine. That is better than nothing. Right. So I think starting there and setting that criteria that eating something in the morning is better than going to school without anything. Because the way I design, you know, my fueling programs when I'm working with athletes is we want you to fuel consistently throughout the day. We want to close that gap of, say, four, six, seven hours where you're going without eating and really close it down to anywhere from two to four hours. Right. And so if you're having breakfast at 7 a.m., can we sneak a snack in? Uh, at say 10 o'clock and, and for some athletes um, I have a couple of clients where their lunch is at 10 or 10 30 it's more like a brunch right so they're having breakfast and their brunch and then we're sneaking in some snacks later in the day before training and so it really is just so unique but it starts with that breakfast and then the next thing would be just having some handy snacks and you know every school was different with their eating policies before COVID and then now they've gotten a little bit more strict about what they are allowed to do so, you know, you can, you know, have some really quick things in your locker. Like I'll recommend making a, a PB&J or if you're a nut-free school, a sunflower butter and jelly sandwich and cutting it into quarters. And then when you go to your locker, just kind of take a quarter of that sandwich and quick shove it in your mouth and put your mask back on, right? Because that's a couple hundred calories right there. So you can, a bonus fuel you can get in during the day as quick snacks, um, you know, things like that. Or if you're able to drink. Um, during class, you know, think about instead of water, can we get you uh, a smoothie, like a drinkable smoothie or a drinkable uh, yogurt that we can have during class to kind of get you that bonus fuel to help kind of close the gap of those hours between training and, you know, when you wake up and eat. Now, you, you speak to a lot of youth athletes, a lot of youth soccer players. What's the most frequently asked question by these players? Oh, I think the most frequently asked question is, you know, what is the best time I should be eating? And it's so unique to that, to those individuals. You know, if I've, if I've said this a million times, you know, it really just, it just depends on you. And so, you know, my best recommendation is never Google how you should be eating, you know, work with a professional, find a sports dietitian um, who can really help you adapt that plan to you. Because um, you are unique, you have a unique schedule, unique goals, unique fueling needs, and you might have food allergies or different preferences. And that sports dietitian can really help you hone in on that unique fueling plan for yourself. You are a wonderful follow on social media. Uh, if you would like to experience the suave dance moves of Stephanie May, oh, yeah. um, you can follow her on TikTok. Um, she's uh, getting more active on TikTok, which is, uh, I, I enjoy it. I, every time I see, every time you pop on my for you page, uh, it just brings a smile to my face. Uh, where can they, fi- <laughs> where, where can they find you on social media? Sure. So on Instagram, you can find me at, at fueling.highschool.athletes on TikTok. I am at fueling.hsathletes. Or you can go right to my website at smnutritionrv.com. And, of course, that's one of the places where you can find her new book, uh, Fueling Performance Playbook from Stephanie May. Where can they go to order your book? Um, can they get it, like, on Amazon? Or they got to go to the website? Or where? Great question. 
Yep. So you can go right to my website, smnutritionrd.com. Um, and the best part is it's an ebook. So you can go click it, you know, and it'll be in your email within seconds. Um, so you can kickstart your fueling plan, really start reading and diving into everything to help you create and build that knowledge foundation for performance nutrition. And I believe it's $35. Am I correct on that? Correct. Yep. It is $35. Awesome. Now I'm going to give you 70 plus pages of info. I'm going to give you 60 seconds to, uh, tell us why our young soccer players need to order your book. Awesome. Thank you. So the why, the why comes from my mission. So my mission is really to help high school athletes put their best foot forward when it comes to their performance, their health, health and their overall well-being. And in this book, you know, we really cover everything from fueling, but also having fun with fuel, from balancing your carbohydrates, proteins, fats, and colors. We look at adapting that hydration plan and timing of your fuel to make sure that you are successful. You know, I think when we think about, you know, you as an athlete, a lot of times we put a lot of focus on on training. And then after training, school, family, you know, life comes into play. And so often nutrition kind of takes that back seat. And I want to make sure that we're, we're pulling nutrition into the center um, of what you're doing every day because it's so important not only for your performance, but your growth and development and the prevention of injury, um, which is the biggest thing that I see in athletes who are underfueling is stress fractures, um, ACL tears, things that, you know, some are not preventable, but many are preventable by just making sure that your bone density, your joints are healthy, that you're hydrated. So I created this as a great baseline starting program um, for athletes who just want to learn more about nutrition. Um, and then if you need more help, more, more one-on-one help, you can always reach out to me. So this is a fantastic place to start if you just want to learn some of the basics about your performance nutrition. And I think you bring up such a great point that our youth athletes do not realize. And, and I, and I think it's probably it's because of the age. Um, you know, my daughter doesn't listen to me a whole lot when it comes to this stuff, but as she gets older, she continues to tell me, wow, you were right about that. Um, but the nu- <laughs> the nutrition component, the hydration component, uh, contributes so much to your potential performance and like you mentioned, the the reduction of injuries, um, you know, our athlete, we need to really encourage our young athletes to look at these areas a lot more seriously if they want to compete at a higher level and a healthier level. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. You know, it's a big, it's a big component. And I actually shared um on my instagram today talking about my experience um, as a young high school athlete and you know i was injured um i you know my my sophomore year in high school very competitive played varsity all four years was traveling all up and down the east coast playing soccer just lots of hours lots of time on the field and so my nutrition took a back seat and in my sophomore year you know i broke my arm playing soccer i just you know bumped off someone landed on it wrong fractured my arm two weeks later I broke my leg and that's when my doctors really started looking into why are you having so many injuries? And it was like, you know, looking at my bone density um, and all of these different things. And what they found was I was just not eating enough to keep up with that human self, let alone the athlete and what I was pushing my body through. And so it's just so important that we focus on 
really fueling, um, you know, it's not just checking off the three meals and snacks per day, but it's making sure those meals and snacks are everything your body needs. Her book is called Fueling Performance Playbook. Uh, Stephanie May, registered dietitian, owner of SM Nutrition. We recommend the book, Fueling Performance Playbook. Make sure you get your copy today. Stephanie, thank you so much for coming back on our program and talking with us today. Thank you so much. I always appreciate you inviting me on. And thank you for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate it. Remember, make sure you like, subscribe, and share our program right here on the WVSA Digital Network. Thank you for listening to the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast. You can catch a brand new episode every Thursday morning here on the WVSA Digital Network. Or find us on our social media platforms at WV Soccer. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.